0: Looking behind the news affecting internet marketing, bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you, hosted by one of the most respected strategic consultants online. Welcome to Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital. And now here's your host, Jeff Ferguson.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Jeff Ferguson, CEO of Fan Digital Marketing, and this is Digital Marketing Matters on Webmaster Radio. Uh, welcome to another show. Uh, today on the show, we're really excited about the fact we've got uh, Link Moses himself, Mister Eric Ward. How you doing, Eric? <laughs>
2: I'm doing great. How are you, Jeff?
1: Great, great. Before we dive too deep into the show, we're and we're going to be talking about like, link building and all kinds of fun stuff in the SEO world. Um, why don't you give us a little breakdown on you know your your quick history, your you know what your company does, and all that good kind of stuff.
2: Well, um, this November, actually, I begin my what will be my the start of my 20th year um, in what I call the content publicity or awareness building. So, uh, services or industry. I don't, I've actually never called it link building. That's like what the industry decided it would be called. My business card actually says um, content publicist slash link building realist. Uh, so I started years before there was a Google, and that really ended up kind of coloring my perspective on the the entire process of generating awareness, building awareness of web content, of URLs, and how they migrate or get shared, et cetera. Um, but uh, uh, so I, I'm a one-person business on purpose. Uh, that uh, We can talk about why I chose to do that rather than trying to build a big company. Watched a bunch of guys who do what I do, follow after me and build companies, and then sell and get quite rich. Um while I uh, stared stupidly at my monitor and said I'm determined to keep doing this as a one-man show because that's how you keep quality good. Uh, But anyway, uh, nowadays I I do consulting on uh, content publicity. Uh, Still do a little bit of link building for some um, really some larger A-list kind of names that I I have NDAs with. Uh, So I can't say them, but you would know them if you heard of them um, or if you had visited any of their theme parks and that's the last thing I'll say there. Um, (laughs) I I publish uh, a newsletter called Link Moses Private at the uh, absolutely gargantuan fee of eight bucks a month where I tell people like it is, give them link opportunity alerts, tell them how to do things the way I've been doing them for years that I think will help them succeed in business in a world without Google, which we know will never happen. But my belief is that if you approach your business from the perspective that Google doesn't exist, that you actually will end up succeeding with Google. Um, One of the great ironies uh, uh, that uh, um, I like to keep Preaching about at the conferences, but anyway. Um, so I still do a little link building, mostly training and uh, publishing a monthly newsletter, um, and uh, trying to help people uh, figure it out. I think we're all still trying to figure it out. Absolutely.
1: So um, let's, let's dive right into kind of like the link building. I think, and, and I'm I'm really happy to hear that you you like you can't stand the term. You never use that term. That's what it is because I, I I'm kind of at the same like mindset. Um, you know, the way we, we've always broke things down at Fang when we've done um, SEO work is we kind of say, hey, look, it's, um, you know, this isn't rocket science. Uh, you know, uh, what Google is looking for is stuff that you really should be doing anyway even if there wasn't a Google in a lot of ways. You know, the, the job of the website was to, um, you know, provide some sort of content. Um, you were supposed to build it properly and, um, you know, granted, the, just the, the natural way that um, the that the internet works is, is that everybody's supposed to link to each other for very relevant reasons, and um, somehow over the years, that that got all real cocked up, and I, and I think it's because there were so many people that, uh, you know, that they, they think they've somehow, like, um, you know decoded the codex or something along those lines to figure out that hey this is this is the secret sauce this is what it is and uh, like we humans tend to do um, you know once we find something that we we think is helpful or we think is is uh, you know the the the, the secret sauce um, we we do it so much that it becomes too much and and it becomes abuse I man it's one of the things where you know senttan motions a good idea um, until the fact that like humans we we wear it all the goddamn time and and now, <laughs> and now we're uh, you know, now it's somewhere toxic, and now you know we're not getting enough vitamin D and things like that. So we 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 tend to really do it, and, and uh, so from your point of view, I mean, has this did we did we really ruin things by by trying to decode things in a lot of ways, or is it just a matter of like, hey, there, it just was completely unavoidable? Do you, I mean, do you think it's Google's fault for because they were secretive? Do you think it's something? I mean, how did we create this mess that where people somehow think that? When Google finally like catches people that have been cheating all along, that they feel that they feel like they've been slighted rather than saying, "Well, we were cheating." I mean, how did we get to this place?
2: Well, I think the the, the to take a I'll you know I can get all the way to the granular keyboard level at this, and i and and we will, but I'll also try to start with just just philosophically speaking. Ultimately, if we just forget that there's bots. And algorithms, and crawlers, and scrapers, and these things that were created by man, and we go back to 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 man and woman themselves. I mean, we're ultimately all of us are flawed. So that means anything we create is going to be flawed. It's human nature to try to figure stuff out. Even stuff we shouldn't be messing with, man. You know, it's like mm. regardless of your political alignments and all that, you know, whatever the topic, man. It's, it's you know, whether it's uh, trying to manipulate Google's algorithm or cutting sheep. You know, ultimately, you know, everybody you – know, I don't ever try to take an ethical position on whether something is right, something is wrong. You know, uh, I think that with regards to link building, it was a natural, logical consequence of this new algorithm that, that we – came to know they came into existence and rated or ranked websites in a way that had not been done before. I mean before them, man I can remember back when it was just the infoseek, altavista, lycos and HotBot uh, and being in discussion lists where people would talk about how google didn't have a chance. You know, when google first launched there literally was a time when so-called experts in this field thought google had no hope of surviving. You know, um, it just because you know they they were new and it was a bunch of, you know, young stanford Genius brainiacs and what do they know? And I think Infoseek was about to be bought by ABC or Disney, and they got Disney money to throw at that now. And who could possibly out- outrank them? Uh, but um, if you back far enough, there was actually a time Infoseek would crawl and index your site in real time. Do you remember that? Remember when you could like update no. the code in your website? submit it to InfoSeek, and then do a search on your keywords and see where you're ranked. Oh, okay. So we just jumped from seventh to sixth. Let's go in there and modify this now or tweak that or let's change the meta description tag or let's, you know, let's do this with our, I mean, it was like, Absolutely real-time SEO that actually was permanent. I don't know what they were thinking, or if it was br- a brilliant move to get to get uh, uh, search share, but it's long gone now. But there literally was a time when you could actually tune and tweak in real time with the with the biggest search engine of the day. In Google's case, I think it was a combination of of uh, this algorithm that was based on a new on a new metric, a new aspect of the web, links, but then also. Um, in some ways, I don't know that they realize what the Google PageRank toolbar itself would uh, um, end, up, um, end up having almost being like its own separate entity that, be- that mattered more than Google itself. I mean, people's, mm-hmm. eyes w- people's eyes drifting to the toolbar before they would even look at content. You know, everybody right. fixated and they knew that links had something to do with this. But even that was a flawed concept. The idea that you could rate billions of web pages on a scale from zero to 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so, um, uh, uh I think that, the, um, you know, I don't know that I want to say that anybody is to blame um, for the position they find themselves in, because the the one thing I will say, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to call myself a Google fanboy. Everybody else calls me that, you know. And it's like, I like what Google's trying to do. Google's trying to make the web a better place for people to get answers, and I get that. And there's collateral damage along the way, and more times than not, that and from my experience and at, at conferences and on the phone with people. Um, they've kind of uh, – they're, they're guilty If at, at worst because they darn sure know what they were doing and they knew they were risking things or they were guilt, guilty of being ignorant of exactly how Google works and what Google's internal kind of policies or, or webmaster guidelines are. And we're not talking about breaking laws here, but Google has made it fairly clear what they expect, and you either decide to play or you don't.
1: Right. Yeah, and I think I think that's always kind of been my uh, my point of view on this is that, you know when we go out and we we you know sell our our SEO services or we you know we we talk to talk we do whatever or when I'm speaking at trade shows or whatever it is and and um, somehow I am I'm considered like the Google fanboy or or almost too white hat or or just a goody goody in a lot of sense by, by being the guy that seems to say hey look. Um, You know, this this doesn't have to be complicated. I I know we love to paint this as, as, um, you know, that this is. you know some type of dark art and that you know mortals can't figure this kind of stuff out and the in the fact that uh, that I go out there and I you know I teach classes directly to clients on how to do SEO on their own and I don't charge a retainer I don't do all this kind of stuff beyond like the initial audit and everything um you know I, you feel like Bruce Lee you know teaching white people kung fu you know it's like it's uh, you know it's one of the things where like you know I expect uh, some you know being to challenge me on the on the street one day and beat the crap out of me uh, you know because you you gave Away the codes of the kingdom, or something, and I'm going, hey, look, this isn't this isn't the way it was supposed to be. You know, this was never designed as something that uh, that was supposed to be so secretive. I, you know, I know why it, it became that way because it's it is a it is a, apparently a really. Uh, uh, not useful, but I guess a really uh, powerful way to sell it. You know, it actually, you know, it scares the crap out of people that there's this, some um, uh, massive unknown, uh, unknown force that, um, uh, um, the destiny of their company, you know, you know, from, from an organic standpoint video view. And then, you know, if something just screwed up or something, whatever it is, then their whole company could go to hell. And, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I think it's. I think it was unethical. I think it was a horrible way to push things. And and uh, and now here we are stuck with it, where the the guys that are actually trying to do it uh, from a completely white, cool standpoint of view, to where it's it, the more ethical side of it, um, look like the the idiots or the jokes kind of stuff. To where we have to kind of like talk people down from this ledge of of being terrified of, of Google. And it's a it's a weird spot to be in. It is. Uh, um, I think the
2: the the. the there is money to be made, unfortunately, uh, by by uh, mar- uh, marketing fear, you know, uh, and and that's I think what's driving a lot of this. All it takes is a few big names making it out there. I mean, if you think about it, it's actually in an SEO agency's or link builder's best interests to bring attention to any penal- any site that is penalized or been busted for something related to its links, because that furthers this. So-called notion or this idea that there's this complex Rubik's cube of 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 uh, you know what do they say in the in the movie? It's a riddle inside an enigma wrapped in a whatever uh, that that I can't possibly understand myself. Therefore, I must outsource this to somebody who is smarter than me at it. Otherwise, I might end up banned by Google. Um, and while it's certainly true that you could end up banned by Google. All of the things that I said leading up to that, I don't believe to be true. I don't believe it's ridiculously complex. I believe it's incredibly simple. Um, It's just that I I think that a lot of companies, it's in their best interest to not tell people how simple it is. Um, I I mean, that's why I say a one person business. I never made sense to me, never. Mm -hmm. Uh, To the idea that I would have, you know, know, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee. When I started this business in 94, the, the, and it started taking off. You know, I, did, I got you know an, a random out of the blue phone call from Jeff Bezos, who had this idea for an online bookstore. He hadn't launched it yet. You know, and we we happened to both be members on this very private. Listserv and the internet marketing discussion list, and on that were a lot of you know names that everybody would know today, but I was just some guy in grad school who was lurking. lurking is an old timey term for listening to the conversation going on around you before you say something stupid you know and so, so I was just lurking there, and finally one day I introduced myself and what I did because I had been doing it just locally here in Knoxville with some Knoxville companies, and uh, that led to me um, to be Jeff giving me a call and me doing the initial launch campaign for them and then Everything for me changed forever, and uh, the the when we did that campaign, and I got invited to start doing some of my first speaking presentations, um, and. I was at that point where I needed to decide, okay, build a, build a company or stay a one-man business because, you know, you're maxed out on how much money you can make now. You can only work X number of hours in a day, and this is what you've got. And so do I go – do I move to San Francisco or New York or Seattle or, or the Valley or whatever, and, and, and do what everybody else ended up doing? You know, um, Or I decided that what I did was not going to be improved upon by having 20 other people in cubicles doing it. In fact, I thought the opposite. I thought, you know, the moment I go get the cool loft space, you know, and get the foosball table and the massage tables and do all the cool hip happening stuff that everybody did in the 90s, you know, and then start charging companies millions of dollars to help them launch and promote their website and the the VC money that wasn't even theirs and watch it go up in smoke, you know, uh, um, I I thought – I'm going to stay a one-person business, and I think a lot of that is because I'm a little bit older. You know, I'm closer to fifty than forty, and I actually had jobs before I started link building. And um, I felt fortunate to be in a profession where what I was doing was working. And I thought I'm not going to ruin this by by polluting the waters, you know, so to speak, by like bringing in a project and and then offloading it to somebody who I knew would never be as obsessive compulsive about it than me. I mean, it's like I know this sounds um i don't want to get too deep into the psycho psychology of it but it's it's like um um someone who I have great faith in there uh, has said to me, you found the perfect profession for the unique set of neuroses that you have. You know, you're anal retentive, you're obsessive compulsive, you're a control freak. It's like you're the perfect and you have ADHD. You're the perfect freaking <laughs> link builder. You know, it's like uh, uh, and, and I didn't set out to be. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, I mean, in some ways, I'm just lucky Google came along and validated the approach that I'd been using five years before Google existed. So um, right. uh, uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. I didn't mean to kind of Go off on a tangent there, but you'll see. So you'll um, just like a browser can open tabs. I have yeah. a tendency to like open new thought tabs, and then you got to basically just tell me to shut up, and I will.
1: No, no worries about it. So we're actually going to take a break, and uh, we'll come back in a little bit, and we'll dive a little bit deeper into this uh, uh, kind of the, the, the darker side of, of link building, and, and kind of um, uh, I guess the ethics ethics behind uh, uh, you know how we need to approach this as a, as an industry. So we'll be right back.
0: We'll return with more digital marketing matters in just a moment.
1: Ever wondered how you could have
0: access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at FangDigital.com. That's F-A-N-G-Digital.com. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially
2: supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords seminars for success. I personally recommend certifiedknowledge.org as your one stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn, optimize, connect. Be smart. Go to certifiedknowledge.org now. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho.
2: Hi, this is Victor Pitts, host of Domain Masters,
0: one of the longest-running radio shows on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business, plus we'll discuss power tools of the trade for the power players of the industry. Domain Masters, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for finding digital marketing matters only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson.
1: And we're back again. This is Jeff Ferguson, uh, CEO of Fang Digital Marketing. We're in digital marketing matters here on Webmaster Radio. Um, we're here with uh, Eric Ward today, and, and uh, Eric and I are talking link building, obviously, because that's that's uh, that's his thing. Uh, that's you know, and he was telling us before the break how, how um, it kind of fell in his lap. Uh, which, as a lot of them do, I mean, I, I've got a, a similar history where, you know, I, when I was going to school, um, you know, originally started off as a computer science major, uh, I ended up um, not switching majors, but picking up another major in uh, in communications and advertising, uh, just to kind of mix things up a little bit. Because I, um, at the time, I uh, wasn't crazy about all the math that was involved in computer science, and I, and uh, I, oddly enough, I couldn't see myself spinning all day in front of a computer, which is now exactly what I do. And... Um, And uh, when I got out of school, I started interviewing around and everybody's uh, asking about internet marketing. This is 1995. And, um, you know, I'm saying, hey, look, nobody knows about this. This is brand new. This is, you know, there's nothing to it. Uh, And then my first, uh, you know, my First bill came from my uh, student loan, and by the next interview, I said I knew everything about internet marketing because you know I needed to eat. So the you know it's one of the things where I, I think uh, guys like us that are kind of like the old men of this business, um, it's kind of fallen our lap, and we've uh, we've kind of grown up in the business, and and it provides a certain amount of insight that. Um, that you're just not seeing from a lot of people into it. And, and it's, um, you know, it's not something I can really blame on them, but it's something where uh, you kind of go, Hey, look at your age. It's the fact that you're, you're, you know, you're, your view is so uh, stagnant at this point, so myopic, um, because you haven't been seeing it for as long as we have. But uh, this isn't new stuff. This isn't you know what what Google's after isn't evil. What Google's after isn't um, you know mean or anything along those lines. But it's it's easy to jump to that kind of conclusion in a lot of ways. And and I mean, hell, uh, Danny Sullivan actually just came out with an article. Uh, it was actually on November seventeenth, as I just looked at it, where he's talking about Google's broken promises. And and uh, I, I actually thought. That was a really interesting take because he he's basically claiming that, hey look you know they they said they'd never make it pay for play and they did with uh, on PLAs and they said they'd um, uh, they'd never put banner ads and they're testing it right now and you can just you can hear the heartbreak in this cat's post uh, you know about this idea of like hey look and oh my goodness it's you know like like it was something where Google. Um, you know, claimed that it was going to save a million people, and it only saved one, or something. You know, it's it's something where um, we we take it so personal as a business, um, and we we so into it. And and uh, you and I were talking before the break, where um, you know it's like you get all these people that uh, they build these sites, uh, they run off, they you know, and as you said, they jump on their yacht. And they don't realize that the guys that they left running things back on things were uh, out there buying links and a bunch of other stuff. And then Google changes its algorithm to finally catch these things, things that are cheating. Um, and you're kind of left in this weird position of having to tell them and say, hey, look, it's its nothing personal. You guys were, were cheating. I mean, I mean how, how do you actually approach that now that people take this so personal and they take it or you know, hell, it could actually destroy a business sometimes?
2: Yeah, it. if it uh, – um, my goal with Anybody I talk to is to try to get them to pursue a strategy that would allow them to succeed on the web, it, um, regardless of if Google, even if Google sent them absolutely zero organic traffic. Now, I know that sounds absolutely crazy, but you know, I'm. Um, uh, I'm an example of somebody I mean I think I get 7% of, of my f- 5 or 6 million annual page views I get 7% from Google so Google vanishes tomorrow and I still keep 93% of my traffic so um, but I've got a 19, 18 plus year old website and but I that's my laboratory so to speak because I have studied the backlinks to my own website historically now for 18 years to see how it came to be that so my, my goal with everybody is to help them yeah, I mean Google's Great, don't ignore them as part of your marketing mix, but nor... Consider them to be, you know, the uh, if if your if your strategy is purely going to be based on that which Google will provide me, man, you got to know going into that 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 we don't know what Google's going to do next, nor do they have any obligation to tell us. You know, um, I, I know Danny. I'm sure I know you've known Danny since you know all the way back. Danny and I together were started our businesses on our kitchen table. He had the Webmaster's Guide to Search Engines located on Califia.com, the domain name. I was actually the first human being, to, uh, the first person to send him money as a subscriber. He introduces me at the conference as search engine, uh, uh, search engine land paid subscriber alpha. So I was the first guy to cut him, to write him a check, you know, for what he did because he helped me so much to answer questions for my clients. Cause they'd ask me, well, how does Infoseek work? And I'd, and I'd be like, well, hold on and let me do a little research on that. And then I'd really quick pull up Danny's website and read everything so that the next day I'd sound like a genius, you know? So, uh-huh. you know, uh, um, but uh, I, 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 I don't, um, Danny's one of the few guys, you know, I think I've got less than 10 guys that I feel like I must read every single word they write, you know, and I, and, you know, um, to, to, for me to keep my perspective on everything. And Danny's one of them. That doesn't necessarily mean I agree with every single thing he ever says. And Danny'd be probably be the first one to say he wouldn't want to be friends with anybody that did agree with any, everything he said. Um, it, but, uh, uh, he definitely has a perspective that I absolutely feel I have to read now, specifically back to the ethics, uh, you know, of, of link building and what, Google's doing, um, Google has every right to do whatever they need to do to create an experience for its users that keeps them coming back and keeps them using Google, especially being a public company, because, I mean, they don't answer to us, they answer to shareholders, which, you know, well, it's it's us, those of us who actually would have the money to be able to afford even a share of them. But um, I I don't understand, or I guess I personally have never felt that Google... I think the first example I made was going all the way back to the, remember when you could do the link colon operator and actually get viable useful data. You know, Absolutely. you could you, yeah. you <laughs> could do link you know you could do link colon and basically voila there was everything that linked to you or a competitor or whoever or nearly everything you would ever need. You know, and, and I can remember telling people, man, there's that's not a birthright. Google could take that away from us anytime they feel like it. In fact, Google could take anything it wants from us. Be thankful that the hose is on right now because they can turn the hose off. You know, and, and it was and they did. You know, and and every. I mean, I I am in no way could I predict what Google. I mean, I could make a guess at what Google might do next. Okay. Um, but the position I've always taken with this is is is. Um, I imagine I'm running my own search engine, and and probably one of the um, greatest few months, uh, fortuitous few months I had was, you know, when when I left the business world in marketing public relations and went back to grad school, and I was in college, and of all things information science... And happened to be um, involved. Happened to be the guy who, with one other guy, ran the very first web server for the University of Tennessee. You know, in other words, I was at that. Mo- I was there, and we had to install the first search engine ever, and it was Swish. Swish was, and, you know, it's a Unix-based. You know, it, it runs. I think it runs in per- it's Perl. Uh, uh, the script that is written in, and and I'm not a techie guy whatsoever. So you could even help me with this, but the process of actually going through and having to install a search engine and decide what to index and go through that process kind of started me along this thinking of. Well, how do you create a good experience and a useful result for the end user? And regardless of what we think about Google, I mean, what Google is is trying to do, there's been very few things Google has done, algorithmically speaking, that I thought were stupid or that I disagreed with. You know, it's mm-hmm. like in almost every single thing they've done, I totally get. Are some of them land grabs? Sure. You know, uh, are some of the things they're doing... Um, Anti-competitive, I don't, I don't know that I'd say that. You know, think about Hummingbird, you know, for those who think that it's about, whether you think it's about short tail, long tail, or, whatever, or answering questions, you know, the example I use is do a search on the phrase Peyton Manning Stats, where, where six months ago when you did that search, Google was going to help you by sending you somewhere else to get your answer. Well, well God forbid you're any one of those sites right now, because now Google's going to answer it for you. You don't have to leave Google to get that answer. Right. It's right there in front of you, you know. So, in some ways, you could say, "Well, that's evil," because you know, what about that poor guy who has been compiling NFL statistics in his, you know, in his um, home office for years, and that's all he lives for, and now he does. He gets no traffic because Google's answering the questions for him. Well, it's like, well, well the users gets,
1: don't seem to mind, right? <laughs> well, he, well,
2: he, well, he gets no traffic because. There came a time when he was getting fat and sassy on the traffic Google gave him, and he thought it would last forever.
1: Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I. I um you know, to use like a very similar example, like uh on uh, Apple stuff sort their iOS, every now and then one of their updates will come out. And I noticed like iOS 7 this last time around. If you look near the bottom of it, one of their new menus that comes up, um, one of the things they actually added to like the quick buttons that you can get is the flashlight, right? And there have been people that had been making money off selling flashlight apps for the iPhone for years now I mean years and years of this where you know either they gave it away for free and it was ad based or they would charge 99 cents for it and people downloaded the stuff in droves I mean it's you know it's probably second only to apps that you know make fart sounds right and <laughs> and yet somehow yet somehow when um, you know Apple looked at it and basically goes hey, you know we might as well just include this it's something that everybody seems to be downloading and it's the easiest thing in the world since it's our freaking iOS anyway um, people lost their freaking minds because they, they somehow felt like it's all Look at the you know big bad apple attacking the small businessman, and and I was always, always the standpoint of hey look if you've built a business model that is on something that it's easy enough to replicate is like a freaking flashlight or is a, is a you know with Google it's a bunch of data that is easily pulled out of anywhere at this point you know any any database or whatever it is then you were on a you were on a house of sand man you were I mean it was something that you were. Um, you really shouldn't be losing your mind over it. You didn't think this through, as far as like that being your business model. And it's not Google being evil. It's not Apple being evil. Um, it's Google and Apple being a freaking business, and that's their job. You know, it's like it's the whole point of being in existence. It's not. It's not. You know, this isn't a daycare center. This isn't a school where they're enriching people's lives. You know, it's one of the things where they're there to make money, and they're and they're you know going to do the best they can to do that. So.
2: You know, it's like if in a casino there was a slot machine that, for whatever reason, was kind of like let's say it just was busted, and it was just paying off way too much. Nowadays, there a, 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 the, electronically that would be de- determined. But let's go back yeah. in time and say, I mean, and everybody's playing it, and everybody's is is getting fat uh, off of it, you know. Um, at some point. You know the house is going to realize and adjust that algorithm so that it keep, that three cherries don't keep coming up, you know. And it's and I know it's a poor analogy, but the the reality for so many people really is that um, to depend upon ranking first, you know, on page one of Google as your business model is is absolutely insane. That does not mean that it couldn't happen. That does not yeah. mean that you can't produce content and an experience and a link profile and a link building strategy that would potentially bring you there, but to ultimately make that be the core your, your core business model, you are so screwed.
1: Yeah I mean so basically we're saying that uh, nobody should be shocked that the house always wins right uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're going to take another break and we'll come back and we'll uh, talk a little bit more about um, you know what we think are the, the big requirements for um, being a website owner today all right we'll be right back
0: We'll return with more Digital Marketing Matters in just a moment.
2: And a
3: There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game.
2: And that's the ball game.
3: Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy.
1: Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report, your home for the latest on internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the Courthouse to the State House the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
0: Thanks for finding Digital Marketing Matters, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Once again, here's Jeff Ferguson.
1: Alright, we're back. This is Jeff Ferguson, Digital Marketing Matters on Webmaster Radio, and we're here with Eric Ward. And uh, this has been really fun, Eric, and, and this is going to be our last segment, so I want to make sure I say thank you, and we'll, we'll try and say thank you again before we run out of time here, but... Um but one of the things that uh, I know uh, when we, the way we teach SEO here at Fang, and when we go out and teach people, said, hey, look, this is the way it works, is that um, SEO is really a collection of um, site building and marketing best practices uh, that you should have been doing anyway um, just because you're a website owner. Um, you know, it's so one of the things you should be doing these things even if Google didn't exist. And, you know, I've heard that you've got a, a very similar way of looking at things. And, and one of the things since we're, we're talking about link building is that. This concept that, you know, link building itself, like, you know, we always teach these big organizations. We just did one for the Smithsonian where it's this concept of, um, you know, like, you've got probably your best link builders already in-house. Um, it's your PR team. Uh, you know, the the type of um, activities that that PR people generally do where they're just out there getting coverage usually creates some of the best links uh, that people could really hope for. Um, and they usually do it all without um, any you know, big heavy tools. They they're not using SEO mods. They're not using Raven. They're not using any of these kind of things. Uh, they're using time tested practices of going out there. Um, you know, getting on the phone, uh, making relationships, saying, "Hey, we've got a brand new product. We've got some great content. We've got this, uh, and we want some coverage around this type of things." And they make it happen. And what they're getting is is these fantastic links from you know the New York. Times or Time Magazine or all this kind of stuff, where it's it's you know it's another content organization that is um, very relevant and uh, is about the thing, and so uh, they just do fantastically. And and where people feel left out of it is like, well, we're a little guy, we don't have that kind of organization. And I go, hey, look. We're we're startup too, you know. Even though we're we're an ad agency, we're startup too. And if that means that I have to be the one that becomes the PR person in that organization, where uh, I'm the one out speaking at conferences, I'm the one, you know, doing guest posts, I'm the do doing radio shows, I'm doing whatever it is. Um, you know, these are all just time-tested PR techniques that have that have always worked, and that Google doesn't chase you down after. Um, if you, you know, if you're doing them right and you're doing them legitimately, I mean, is it? Am I on the right path here? Do you? I mean, uh, people say I'm crazy for thinking this way, but I, I really don't think we are.
2: Now, you're not. I think you're, um, you're. I wish everybody saw it the way it sounds. Like you and I both see it. I mean, I, I've said from day one, link building is public relations. It's just that in the online world, when you conduct public relations one of the potential outcomes of that could be a link or a citation or whatever you call it what's happened the, the greatest the, the two greatest changes since I started before uh, and to today are that everybody in the world is suddenly has the potential to be a quote link builder or help your urls migrate across the web in a way that never used to exist I mean, people are so missing the boat on social and how important social is to to what's coming and i don't mean just i don't mean to organic search rank or to google rank or bing rank or whatever and i'm not talking about the facebook graph that kind of stuff what i'm talking about is the process by which urls get known to one another man back when we when we were first starting it's like you were on a web page and you wanted to share it well you might be lucky and have an email. To a friend that you had to fill out a form with seven hundred fields, or you would have to like call them on the phone and say you've got to see this (laughs) or or whatever. You know, you didn't have you couldn't send it to your followers or instant message them or shoot them. You know, what's something on your iPhone? Text message them on your phone or whatever. So it's um, the the uh, um, uh, that that's certainly the the great change is that everybody is the has the potential to help your URLs become known. The second thing is from the public relations standpoint is. Absolutely nothing has changed, and the best way to illustrate that is a, a real quick example of my the first big client I had in Knoxville was Sea Ray Boats. Now Sea Ray Boats is still around today. Now, when I did the campaign for their initial site launch, there was no Google. Therefore, my linking strategy would not have been based in any way on how will the search engines feel about these links? Will I rank well by getting these links? Because none of the search engines of the day gave a shit about links. They didn't look at links. Right. So if, if you're handed this uh, the account, okay, crayboats.com, go publicize the fact that we now have a website. Let the world know. Or let people who will care know. So now I'm like, okay, well, who would care about this website? So I go out and I do searches on the search engines of the day looking for... Communities of people who would care that Sea Ray has a website. So now I'm looking for water skiing or or fishing communities or pleasure boating or sailing or whatever. I'm trying to find those who would be most likely to give a shit or to care. And I and I end up finding nooks and crannies on the web. Like I end up finding out. Well, I'll be darned. There's marinas. That makes sense. I never really would have thought of that. But by doing some searches, I stumble across the fact that, well, gosh, every marina has a website, and typically on those marina websites, there would be like a, you know, resources, links, boating manufacturers, boating safety, boat gear, whatever. And when you contact them politely via email to let them know that C-Ray has launched the website and, hey, I see you've got a boating manufacturers section on your Miami Beach Marina website, you know, at miamibeachmarina.com. Any chance that next time you update your site, you know, you'll take a look and maybe give C-Ray a link, but that'd be great. And I'll be darned if that doesn't happen and right. and they, and, you, and you start finding that's where I first discovered well I'll be darn universities actually do have water ski clubs that's where I got my first inkling that there might actually be something to this .edu link approach um, is after Google launched and we could spend hours talking about why it's a fallacy it's one of those things that's both true and false at the same time but anyway so flash forward to Google launches and my client Ray Boats is ranking in the top two or three for every boating related search term I could do and that was when I realized I got a figure out what I did right. Because I have no idea what I did right, but Google obviously loved it. And that's when I realized that all of the links that I were getting were public relations driven. Like you were just talking about with the Smithsonian and going out and letting people know that this content exists in hopes that they'll check it out. And if they find it to be meritorious and useful and helpful and cool, that they might link to it, so we end up with 30 or 40 links from marinas, from from water ski clubs, from fishing enthusiast discussion boards. I remember logging into CompuServe and AOL uh, d- back when they were walled gardens, and letting the people in the water ski club on AOL know that they could download the uh, PDF specs for all of Sea uh, C- Ray boats, we- uh, uh, um, different models of boats, and the links would come as a result of that. So Absolutely. that's when. So this is when I realized, well, shit, this is why they rank highly. It's because they have. Links links from all of these places that were earned based on caliber of content, not manipulation of an algorithm. And that yep. still holds today, man. That still holds today. And I know it holds today because I'm still doing it today and it still works.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're in the same thing. I mean, the, the whole purpose is, is you're supposed to have great content. You're supposed to do it on a site that's well built, um, and you know, and all of that comes together nicely. Um, you know, you maybe have to do a little shucking and jiving to get some links into it, but it, it's by you know old standard practices of getting coverage. It's not you know, hey, we're going to build a blog wheel or some other kind of crazy crap like that. It's it's good old fashioned you know, feed it in the street kind of work. So, it's
2: um, a, a, yeah, but I, it, yeah. it, it's the algorithm. What all we're seeing, man, is the algorithm finally starting to figure out which is human, which is real, and which is not. It's a, it really is just that.
1: Yep, absolutely. So man, we could. I, I know you and I could talk about this all day, and, and uh, maybe we will sometime. <laughs> but um, sounds like it's it's, it's going to enter a discussion where it's best had it with a beer in your hand. But uh, we will. Uh, we we'll have to wrap it up because uh, uh, our producer's yelling at me right now. And uh, so I'm going to say thank you uh, for coming on the show. Uh, I really appreciate it. It was uh, really entertaining. And uh, gang, we will see you all next time on Digital Marketing Matters. I am uh, Jeff Ferguson at. Um, and from CEO of bank digital marketing. Uh, if you want to see me speak live, I'm actually going to be at the uh, inside, um, inside, uh, social marketing in New York the first week of December. And, uh, otherwise I will see you around town. Have a good one.